100% effective in teens. 100%. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth. The show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Well, welcome back to the David Allen Show after a, a long awaited pause. Uh, no, not awaited, just a long pause. Again, uh, April was our last show. Nobody waited for this. <laughs> no, <one> waited. <laughs> no, why would they? Uh, how are you? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, I thought you were talking to the other person that's here. No, yes. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I <clears throat> have, I kind of wanted to get started off with um a little bit of this don't need to get the vaccine you should save it for people who are a little bit Sorry, older you, you can what hear you guys... that correct i can hear it all right i'm just making sure because th- this is from the official president joe biden facebook page oh think about that both of your guys's thoughts young children okay let's go back both your guys's thoughts this is a town hall that they had that uh, uh the president biden and the Lord Fauci. There's a lot of rumors that are going around <laughs> that young and healthy people don't need to get the vaccine. You should save it for people who are a little bit older. What do you guys think about that? Both of your guys' thoughts. Young children, even though when they get infected, it's unlikely that they would have a serious disease compared to an elderly person or a person who has an underlying condition. They are not exempt from getting serious illness. So you want to protect the youngsters, be they adolescents, be they young children, you want to protect them. There's no doubt about it. But then there's also the responsibility that you have of not being part of spreading the infection throughout the community. So you almost want to take what I call a societal responsibility. Societal. Protecting children also protects society. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. Uh, did you hear that? Yep. This is over 800,000. Nope. Thank you. We don't need Rand. <clears throat> so even though... They claim the little children have zero, none, um, ability to. Welcome to the whoa to um <laughs> sorry, uh to get this virus thing. Um, we still need to do it because it's socially the thing to do. Does that feel a little bit strange? No, not uh. Oh well, not. Not from the fact that uh, uh, Fauci has been lying continuously throughout this whole thing, um, saying one thing to manipulate people and then changing, uh, at least uh, apparently changing his mind mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he does that continually. So, uh, Is that yeah. bad? Well, I don't know. Depends upon if you like being lied to. I mean, if you like being lied to, then it's it's good. Aren't we supposed to like that? Isn't that the goal? Um, <clears throat> that's what I thought. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so, uh, here is something new today. Today's May twenty five, two thousand twenty one. Uh, AOC, sure. who we've talked about, and we have um a little. 
little thing. Alright, AOC of the week. We're gonna jump we're jumping off the gate. Out the gate. With AOC. Um Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. And I've heard some say occasional cortex, but I, I wouldn't say that. Um yeah. Representative Cortez. And I, I say AOC because if you follow her on the social medias, uh, it's AOC. So she clearly is okay with that. So that's fine. We're gonna roll with it. Uh, she revealed recently that she is attending therapy because of the deadly riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, claiming in a radio interview that members of Congress essentially, this is a quote, served in war. During an interview with Latino USA, <clears throat> Ocasio-Cortez called the events of January 6th quote, extraordinarily traumatizing, and likened her experience to that of losing her father at a young age. Hmm. After the sixth, I took some time, and it was really uh, Rep. Ayanna Presley when I explained to her what happened to me, like the day of, because I ran to her office, and she was like, you need to recognize trauma, and that this is something that you went through, but we're all going through, she said. Quote, I feel like I learned this the hard way after my father had passed away when I was a teenager, she added. That happened at a young age, and I socked it away. I had to live with that for years. When asked if she is doing therapy, in quotes, Ocasio-Cortez answered affirmatively, claiming former President Donald Trump left the Latino community on edge. Quote, oh yeah, I'm doing therapy, but also I've just slowed down, she said. I think the Trump administration had a lot of us, especially Latino communities, in a very reactive mode. In February, Ocasio-Cortez said she thought she, quote, was going to die during the Capitol riot. She went on to claim in the radio interview that 60 seconds could have meant potentially the difference between what we have right now and a martial state. For those who disagree with her analysis of January 6th, Ocasio-Cortez attributes pushback to protection of mythology. Quote, I think the attacks on the right are about. That's a period. I think the attacks on the right are about. Uh, there are certain mythologies that are really important to this idea of American exceptionalism, she said. And, but, there's also certain mythologies that are, now this is all in quotations in the article. But there's also certain mythologies that are very important to maintaining white supremacy. White supremacy in and of itself is a mythology. And you have to protect it in order to protect that political power, which has now become a very important base in the Republican Party. And that's why that response was so vociferous. To make it seem that it wasn't as bad as it was, and it was bad, there are things that happened that day that if 60 seconds went differently, if a different door was opened, if a chair wasn't barricaded in a certain way, we could have we could have a completely different reality right now. Woo! Alex, that, that, that lady, that person, that representative, Delusional? is involved. What's that? Is directly involved in crafting the laws of our country. Well, I know she's not delusional, but... <clears throat> really? Uh, I mean, 
for her to say that she she has to know that's not true but um <clears throat> for i mean politics is her religion um so the ends justify the means so she'll say whatever she feels she needs to in order to push a certain narrative forward so <clears throat> oh she's pushing the narrative no question about it <clears throat> It's just trying to figure out what narrative it is, because she's clearly pushing one. Our something. Republicans are bloodthirsty. The, oh, the only not. thing that's that's keeping them from opening up concentration camps and gas chambers mm-hmm. is the squad. <laughs> the squad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's the squad? Well, it's her and uh, what's her name? Omar or whatever down in the cities. And, uh, uh, Ilhan, yes, that's right. Yeah, Elon. Not <laughs> Elon, Ilhan. Yeah. Elon's the guy who go, is going to the moon. The, the one with Asperger's? <laughs> yeah, the guy going to the moon. All right. <clears throat> so we're going to get a little more covid here. Sorry, I have a weird uh, I sent way you a text of... Uh, oh article I just ooh, read. Ooh, 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 fantastic. All right, we'll look at that in a second. <clears throat> um okay. This is now I'm pretty sure this is the same person back several months ago when they were right around the vaccine um or whatever you want to call it was coming the out. Vaccine? Or yeah, vaccine? whatever you're gonna call it. That's fine. I think they call it a vaccine. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, well, we could, definitions. We could call Who needs definitions? Just... It's fine. Should we call someone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lifeline. You got a lifeline. You only have one. Is this is this worth it? <laughs> um, and uh, there was uh, a blog post <clears throat> that I referenced, I think, on the show from Sanford Health out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. The chief medical officer, MD. Again, the head monkey when it comes to the uh, medicine uh, uh, of uh. the of, of whatever. And he <clears throat> claimed that young people need to get this vaccine in quotes because it will keep them from killing grandma. Now he said that definitively, just like that, or very similar. Um and at the same time the guy from Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer, was asked that question by Jake Tapper on CNN. And he said, the guy making the vaccine, that, uh, nope, we don't know if that actually is the case. But this chief medical guy said, it's the case. Okay, done. Whatever. Well, this just happened. Uh, I saw this posted today. It was actually from yesterday at 3.30 p.m. today. So it was just over 24 hours ago. Eight minutes past. This was posted to Sanford Health's Facebook page on the face bag. Uh, 36 seconds. Maybe I could turn the volume up. That would be better. Let's try it again. And I recognize the fact that I'm a scientist and I could take a very austere look at this. So I'm better than you because I'm a scientist. But that's my little girl. And I can tell you I've got 100% confidence that my little girl's long-term health and fertility will not be affected by this vaccine. I did the whole... He said, 
confidence that his daughter will have zero, zero effect from this vaccine. Is, does that sound like a very smart medical scientific claim to make? Um, is he making a scientific claim? He, well, oh, he, maybe he gave himself an out. But no, hold on. There's more. He goes on. Let's back it up a second. He goes on, though. Will not be affected by this oh, vaccine. Well, let's, let's hear the 100% I'll tell again. you, I've got 100% confidence that my little girl's long-term health and fertility will not be affected by this vaccine. I did the homework. I did the homework again. I've done the mm-hmm. homework multiple times during this year and a half. Because I'm smarter than you. And I still gave her the vaccine. And I think it's important for all the moms out there, the folks that are listening right now that I probably know or who have reached out to my family, to say, yes, I think it's that important. Thank you, Sanford Health, for that brilliant scientific uh, <clears throat> exercise we just went through. Well, I mean, it is, he's appealing to authority. Well, what he's do not you mean appealing authority? to uh, science. He's not appealing to science. He's appealing to authority. I'm a scientist. I'm a doctor. I know better than you. But he made it sound like... I have no problem. Yeah, that's exactly... I did my homework 17 times. Okay, what about all the doctors that have the same letters behind their name that have done their homework too and are running away from this thing? So what makes him better than someone else? They're all uh, trying to manipulate people. That's, That's all they're doing. Now, I can understand how they would feel this way okay. um, uh, simply because um, because of the internet, everybody has a, uh, a podium they can stand on and say whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to vet what people say across the board. And because of that, you can go somewhere and you can hear somebody who seems very authentic, um, somebody who seems to be very smart, saying something completely contrary to what uh, you believe or have been told. Mm-hmm. And um, so you have to you have to hold things loosely in terms of uh, new new findings that come out, you know, because I mean, there are people who legitimately believe that the, the world is flat. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Okay. But that's something that you can, um, uh, you can find very people, people that fervently believe that. And so uh, appealing to just raw authority just doesn't seem like a good strategy um, for thoughtful people. Although there are people, it it gives people um, who want to believe that something to latch on and point to and say, well, they said it, so I believe Mm -hmm. it, you know? So, um I I don't like the fact personally that they are um 
manipulating people. I don't like the fact that that more and more information does come out that shows that they've held back information or they've manipulated, you know, like, like for instance, um, uh, the big thing that came out uh, regarding um, testing for uh, COVID, it was, uh, what was it? The number of oh, yeah, um, the PCR cycles. Yeah. Number yep. of PCR cycles. Now, if you've had the vaccine, they are going to use lower PCR cycles. Right, because um, supposedly you get all kinds of, uh, uh, like, it's all over. You, you, you'll find it after the vaccine. So, basically, if you get the shot, you're going to come positive with this thing in the test they use. Um. But if you go over 35 cycles, apparently the same thing can happen. Yeah, according to Herr uh, Fauci. And try and try. Yeah. yeah, he says anything. And this was banned from, and I guess I should be careful talking this. Um, <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, his videos of him, him actually on camera talking were removed from Facebook or YouTube because it went against the narrative. And it was him saying that any PCR test over 25 cycles should be considered suspect because it's not it's not solid confirmation. Yeah, it may it may be accurately showing pieces of this DNA that it found, you bet. But does it prove anything? No. Well, Other than that it's it, there. At at the very beginning, I think you could probably make a case that you want to go higher simply because control if, if there's a new virus that comes in that you could potentially crack down on it quicker. If it but the the second it becomes widespread, then it becomes useless. But then but it's, it it's one a thing political tool. Yeah, it's one thing to use a test like that, according especially according to the guy who made it, Kerry Mullis, to just see what's there. To analyze the DNA, shards of data in your body. Yeah, that's what it's for. It's another thing to use this test as the definitive decision-making data for shutting businesses down, locking people up. Heck, some some countries would put people in quarantine, forced quarantine, jail, basically, because they had too high of a number of PCR. Well, how many cycles did they run? 40. I think Canada cranked theirs up again just recently. It's insane. But... uh. And if you do have the vaccine, um, they're not going to try as hard to find the proof that you potentially caught COVID. Mm. So fewer cycles. So it's going to make the vaccine look like it's mm -hmm. more efficacious than it actually is. Or So is whatever. that just straight marketing at this point? I think it's all politics. It's all politics. Because then you can then you can point out to people, well, uh, yeah, the vaccine <laughs> is ninety nine percent effective. Mm -hmm. We've had, you know, fifty million vaccines, right. and only fifty thousand people have actually, or five hundred thousand people mm -hmm. have caught COVID after the vaccine, or whatever number that they want they want to pull out. Um, uh, and then the other thing, too, was if you do have symptoms, but they're mild, mm -hmm. um, it's not considered COVID either. What? So yeah, if you've been vaccinated. 
they're not going to call that uh, um, you getting reinfected or infected by uh, COVID-19. So if that's the case, that's more that's more of the politicalization of uh, the medical system mm-hmm. that's going on, manipulating people, trying to game the system so that you can manipulate people to take the vaccine or whatever it is. Um, so it's wrong, in my opinion. It is horrible to be doing this, but. Um, I still am not convinced on whether or not, I mean, personally, Mm -hmm. um, as if it matters what I think, but I'm just expressing how I'm feeling about it. I don't know if this is just a way to make money, uh, increase market share from the different pharmaceuticals trying to, you know, in a sense, do this marketing system um, to make money. Or is this uh, a means of trying to shake up the political system and fundamentally restructure um, the world? You know, I don't know. I think it could go both ways, although if I was a betting person, I would bet more that it's about money and power than it is necessarily necessarily, uh, a communist plot. But at least at the beginning, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, uh, groups that want to push the world, the United States and the world in a certain direction are going to take anything they can to push it in that direction too. So, I, I yeah. Don't know. Uh, but I don't believe anything that the CDC says. What? Everything that they say How, from, on. from gold now on standard. is suspect. That's the gold Be- standard. How can you not believe it? Yeah, fool's gold, right? <laughs> <Yep>. Sure. <laughs> uh, according to Minnesota Public Radio, mprnews.org, sorry, .org, this story, May, May 21. Sorry. Who? I thought you said the onion. Yeah, I should have. Uh, May 21, the headline, coronavirus FAQ. I had COVID. Should I get the vaccine? So y- give me your thoughts. It, okay. So I, I, I think I did. Um, I'm a, I, I'm a COVID survivor. I'm protected. Um, did, do you need the vaccination, whatever, the shot, the jab, as they say in England, get the jab, shove it in. Uh, do we need the jab if you've already had the natural jab? Well... Uh, an article just came out six hours oh, ago. How about that? Do tell. Yeah. The Washington University School of Medicine, St. Louis, believes uh, COVID protection after you've contracted the virus will likely last for the rest of their lives. Uh, oh, the person's life. I'm sorry. That isn't correct. Uh-huh. So, <clears throat> uh Good, yeah, exactly. So, uh, w- w- that was today. That article came out today. What's that? That, that article came out today. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was from four days ago, so it's clearly way outdated. But here's the answer: I had COVID. Do I need the vaccine? The answer: Yes! Exclamation point. While natural infection does seem to provide some immunity, studies suggest that it is short term, which 
apparently, according to what you just read, studies suggest the exact opposite of that. Can I say? Can I say this? <laughs> I'll, I'll read what they said Do. in this. Uh, it was the author, the senior author, mm -hmm. Ali Elabedi, PhD and associate professor of pathology, immuno mm -hmm. immunology, medicine, and molecular microbiology from the uh, Washington University School of Medicine. Hack. Uh, Ali said, last fall there, re there were reports that antibodies waned quickly after infection with a mm -hmm. virus that causes COVID-19. Mm -hmm. And mainstream me media interpreted that to mean that immunity was not long-lived. But that's a misinterpretation of the data. It's normal for antibody levels to go down after acute infection, but they don't go down to zero. They plateau. Here in this study, we found antibody-producing cells in people 11 months after first symptoms. These cells will live and produce antibodies for the rest of people's lives. There's strong evidence for long-lasting immunity. Who was this person again? Uh, Ali. Was this Andrew Ella Wakefield? Uh, no, I don't know who that Jack White <laughs> is. The, he's the one that they discredit. Anyway. Oh. Um, so this person clearly knows what they're talking about, it appears. Mm -hmm. I wonder if Michael Ulsterholm likes that. I wonder if Dr. Hare, Hare Fauci likes that. Hearing that, because clearly Sheila Mulrooney Eldred, who wrote this article for Minnesota Public Radio, uh, uh -huh. does not uh -huh. know that. So, so if if uh, Fox News wrote it and said it, uh, people from Minnesota Public Radio would debunk it. Or Absolutely, want, seek to debunk mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Why? Because uh, they believe that they have a political agenda. Mm -hmm. Well. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. So it's it's NPR. Um, and is this a science writer? Who? who who's this person quoting? Oh, L Elred? Yeah. Uh, each week we answer frequently asked questions about life there during the go. coronavirus. Uh -huh. If you have a question you'd like to answer, us to consider, sorry, for a future post, uh, email us at, here we go, goatsandsoda at npr.org. Mm-hmm. Quality. Excellent. Now, um, so here's the next. So they, they are saying it based upon ignorance, not based upon a, a, a study. No. They are saying wrong. it based upon assumptions. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, no, no. Jill yeah. Weatherhead, Dr. Jill Weatherhead. Mm -hmm. Protection can wane 90 days post-infection, she mm -hmm. said. Assistant Professor of Adult and Pediatric Infectious Diseases at Baylor College of Medicine. Hello. We also mm -hmm. don't know enough yet about how well natural immunity protects you from variants of the virus. That's Boom. it. Variants. Yep. But we we also don't know. Oh well. Okay. So this is the the, the ridiculous claim by that special doctor guy from Sanford that said, "I 100% confidence this will not hurt my daughter." Um. There's no evidence. Either way, technically, they didn't study it. They have not had time to look at it. The, the doctors across, the, across the, the border from us that we both know, uh, I'm tempted to pull some of their video up here, but it just makes me want to scream and yell. Their answers, oh, 
how could anyone even dream of questioning if it's going to affect your 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 uh, ability to have babies or your menstrual cycle where would that crazy thought even come from it's kind of how they talk mm-hmm. and they said well there's uh, there's no evidence that there's a problem exactly there's no evidence either way and that's the part that is frustrating for them to make a claim that says you are perfectly clear it's great golden no problem to make that claim um, with no evidence that that they're right is outrageous and the other the other thing that one second yep bam <clears throat> um the other interesting thing is uh was it the Johnson and Johnson shot mm-hmm. supposedly caused clotting? Oh yeah, no, that's fine. No, don't worry about it. It's fine. You know so, what? It, uh, it was just normal. It wasn't even an abnormal at amount. The beginning, just everyone at the, that happens to people all the time. It's fine. Do you know what else happens the all the time? Three million there, people a year lose their taste and smell. We don't care about that. It's fine. COVID. Anyway, carry on. At uh, when they started giving the Johnson and Johnson shot, um, if people said. Uh, this will cause blood clotting and kill people. Mm-hmm. What would be the response of these doctors, uh, the rest of the people pushing it? It would be, oh, there's no evidence for that. Or or that it's, oh, it's within the, the normal limit anyway. It's like death. You know, you could die from this. It's fine because you would not die naturally anyway, so it's okay. It's in uh, the normal th- I, limits of dying. I don't think that they would even, um, uh, Fauci or the rest of them would even say say that. Because they would be afraid that there would be people that would not take the vaccine mm. as a result of it. And it's all about manipulating people to take the vaccine, to f- frighten them to take the vaccine. Yeah. So going on with this Jill Weatherhead, which clearly she's been debunked by the article you just read. But this fascinates me. This is the, the most up-to-date info that I can find on Minnesota Public News. Uh, Minnesota Public Radio News, NPR, news.org. Uh, she said, you know, we don't know how well it's going to work against the variants. Uh, on the other hand, she said, currently available vaccines, and they say vaccine, and I do think that's questionable to call it that, but whatever. Webster can change the dictionary if they want to. Currently available vaccines in the U.S. from Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson will provide a more robust immunity. That is the stupidest claim I've ever heard. That lasts a minimum of six months. And vaccines to date have shown clinical efficacy against all variants of concern, which means not all of them, just the ones they want to say it's good for. And, and air, this is all air quotes, which you're listening. It's all air quotes. All, air quotes, all of this. Yeah. And um, the, the other thing uh, that they don't address is even if if you've had it before and you get it again, mm-hmm. are you going to be more sick the second time? Well, if... If it's true that when they did these mRNA trials on animals in the past to try to make this thing, this product, no, I mean uh, work, uh, catching it naturally, not not you, you mean it's all natural, like naturally get it and then you naturally get it again, right? Well, I don't know. You should try that since you're on round one. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of cases of people getting it the second time or dying getting it worse the second time. But uh, no, wrong. This lady said that natural immunity is crap. And the only way to get a more robust immunity. No, 
is the jab. Get the jab. That's the only way. I need a needle in here. Yeah, poke yourself. <laughs> Be a great idea. Uh, there's another compelling reason, says Charlotte Baker, who is the assistant professor of epidemiology at Virginia Tech. Quote, you can get COVID more than once, she says, although uh, the phenomenon is rare. Quote, and some people who early on got COVID and then got it again had much worse outcomes. See, you were wrong. How did you make that claim that it would be, um, uh, you know, not so bad? Because she clearly, this lady, Charlotte Baker, knows better than you because she is the assistant professor. Of epiderm, oh no, that epidermal, epidermis, skin, epidemia, yes. Not epidermis, that that would be dermatology. Epidermatology, that's a neat word. No, I said dermatology. I said epidermatology because it's wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they had much worse outcomes apparently. So the scant research, scant, which means minimal, minuscule. What examples is she is she specifically referring to? Uh, well, on reinfection has shown mixed outcomes. Now, see, this is fascinating. There was a claim in the article right above that said, and some people who early on got COVID, let's just, you know what? I'm going to try something here just so you guys all know where we're at here. All right, here we go. So. This. You can't see it, but the watcher can. All right, here we go. Right here. The scant research on reinfection has shown mixed outcomes, but a small study from March showed more severe cases among 33 Brazilian healthcare workers with recurrent COVID, including one fatality. So, does it matter when I get the shot? So, what is this one small study? Let's look at that. Yeah, but um, she's not re... Obviously, she did not refer to the the two studies uh, that happened in England where they looked at over 12,000... No, 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 no. 33 people in Brazil proved her point, okay? Um... The article I was I was talking to you about. Um, <laughs> Thirty-three people in Brazil proved her point. Um, <laughs> this study, mm-hmm. uh, they looked at participants who volunteered to give blood every three months, starting a month after their infection. Okay, and only six of those, uh, maybe about ten percent, needed hospitalization during their illness. 18 uh, participants also provided bone marrow samples seven to eight months after their infections. Five returned four months later to provide a second bone marrow sample nearly one year after contracting COVID-19. For comparison, the team also collected bone marrow from 11 people who had never had coronavirus. The results reveal COVID antibodies in the blood dropped off quickly within a few months of clearing the virus. However, these antibodies did not disappear entirely. They leveled off and scientists still detected them in patients 11 months later. Moreover, 15 of the bone marrow samples from coronavirus patients contained antibody-producing cells which target COVID-19. 
The bone marrow from the five patients who came back to give a second sample still had those cells present four months later, so that's after a year. On the other hand, all 11 people who did not get COVID-19 did not have any of these antibody-producing cells in their bone marrows. For COVID patients, researchers say there's no reason to think these cells will ever leave the human body. Well, they will, because the only way to get robust immunity is with a jab. Just listen. Okay. People with mild cases of COVID-19 clear the virus from their bodies two to three weeks after infection, so there would be no virus driving an active immune response seven or 11 months after infection. These cells are not dividing. They are uh, quiescent, just sitting in the bone marrow and secreting antibodies. They have been doing that ever since the infection resolved, and they will continue doing that indefinitely. When will you understand? When? You're wrong. I mean, clearly, this is... Now, now I, I presume that... I'm also a monster who wants old people dead, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Good job. I presume that this video will get removed from YouTube because of what we're saying. Well, one, you know why? It's because we are not... Um, um, we're we're saying words that the algorithms will pick up on. Mm. If we change some of the vocabulary, they wouldn't catch it. Okay. Because we're not large enough. We don't have a large enough audience. And so they don't have enough people that can sit there. So everything's AI driven and they're looking for certain words. Mm-hmm. So I think we screwed the pooch in a sense. Well, we'll certainly try. We'll see. I mean, yeah. It'll be an interesting uh, experiment, that's for sure. Like the word vaccine. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably one word. Oh, I bet that, it is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. COVID, probably another mm-hmm. one, maybe. Um, that, yeah, I don't know. All right, so. Jeffrey Epstein, that might be another one. But do you have to say um, didn't kill himself in order for that to trigger? Yeah, well, maybe. Flat Earth. Ooh. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. Moon landing wasn't real. Um, JFK what? assassination. Um, what? Well, he died. Uh, There's clearly evidence of that. 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> Are you just I'm taking all the sucker. boxes? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um. Uh, a federal judge in South Dakota, speak, speaking of the jab and the vaccine and all that stuff, a federal judge in South Dakota wants to hold high-ranking members uh, of the U.S. Marshals Service in contempt of court after accusing them of ordering deputies not to share their COVID-19 vaccination status and retaliating against him by, quote, kidnapping Defendants from a hearing. Uh, USMS deputies, quote, could well be the most dangerous people in the courtroom in a given case, Judge Charles Cornman wrote in a May 19 order. Quote, I do not know the answer to that as I, it's 80. This guy's 83 years old. 
I do not know the answer to that, as I have no information since deputies, with the encouragement and full support of their supervisors, are refusing to tell me whether they have been vaccinated or not. Can you believe that? Cornman, an 83-year-old Aberdeen-based judge who previously criticized Governor Kristi Noem's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, ordered Daniel Mosteller, the U.S. Marshal for South Dakota, and Stephen Howtailing, man, it's some of these names, uh, his chief deputy, to appear in court on June 14th to explain why he shouldn't hold them in contempt. The order also applies to John Kilgallen, the chief of staff for the national director of the USMS. Quote, compelling individuals to be vaccinated or delving into their rationale, reasoning, for not being vaccinated is very problematic, Mosteller, who was appointed by President Trump, told Cornman in an April letter. We are encroaching on equal opportunity or equal employment opportunity statutes when it concerns medical information, disabilities, and religious beliefs. The USMS policy is that deputies don't need to share their vaccine status with the USMS or any third party, including judges. Mosteller and the other two defendants wrote in letters that Cornman filed in the contempt case. Quote, Who is running the courts, judges or bureaucrats who themselves are sitting in their offices in the District of Columbia, totally not exposed to COVID problems in their workplaces? Cornman asked in his contempt filing. He also pointed to court pre uh, precedent that has held up vaccine mandates in schools and entire towns. South Dakota's five federal judges who were all this article, by the way, from Rapid, the Rapid City Journal. Uh, South Dakota's five federal judges who were all nominated by Democratic presidents have created strict COVID-19 prevention policies. So what, just stay in your little bubble at home? Some, including Cornman and yes. Chief Judge Roberto Lang, have shared strong views about prevention methods, including the vaccine. Here's a quote. From Lang, uh, Chief Judge, if any of you, oh, brother, here, <clears throat> this is going to turn your view, ready? This, this is going to just change your mind just like that. If any of you labor under such extreme views that the federal government is implanting a chip through this vaccine, then you should not work for the federal judiciary and need to find work elsewhere. He wrote in an, uh, in an and now I thought this was a joke because it came out on April 1st, uh, but. There's a bunch of history around this, so I don't think it is. Um, he wrote that to South Dakota federal court workers, quote, I truly hope that none of you are so prideful and stubborn that this email steals your resolve not to be vaccinated. But if that is the case, then you have some soul searching to do this Easter season about whether you belong in a team setting such as we have here. How's that for a nice, fun environment to live in, work in? I'd say work in. Um, I I think I would look elsewhere. <laughs> Lang, who is based in Pierre, told the workers that he expects them to be vaccinated, likely by June first. Or He's, what? Well, he then told Kilgallen in a May fourth letter that he would likely ban unvaccinated people who are directly employed by the courts, which doesn't include deputy marshals from working in judges' offices and courtrooms. So is the assumption that all these judges are so old and frail that they're at, at risk? Because if they are, quit. 
However, Lang, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, I think that's a valid, I think they are that old and decrepit. (laughs) However, Lang has yet to follow through with these statements. Neither he nor Kornman have filed written orders for a vaccine mandate. They also haven't filed any formal order requiring deputy marshals and uh, others to share their vaccine status when asked by a judge. But anyone who lies about being fully vaccinated and does not wear a mask could be held in contempt. Federal and state court judges' strict COVID-19 prevention rules strongly contrast the Republican Governor Kristi Noem's response to the pandemic. Noem has ordered few COVID-19 requirements, is, uh, is against the government requiring the vaccine, and preemptively banned federal government mandate vaccine passports in South Dakota. I think that's interesting. It'd be interesting to see also uh, who's going to enforce this um, judge's court order. He said, also, we are not talking about politics or conspiracy theories. We are talking about science and protecting all of us who serve the public here, as well as the jurors, lawyers, and parties who come to this building. If you are refusing to take the vaccines... I want to know that so I uh, I want to know that so I can decide what further action is required on my part. The judge said vaccine passports would soon be required to fly or enter federal buildings, a statement that has not become to fruition in the two months since he wrote the letter. Uh, Kornman wrote in his contempt filing that he didn't send his memo to the USMS, but Mostler responded anyway. So there's a response. I printed all this out. Um, Oh, let's see. Well, there was something else. Absolute power corrupts. Oh, my word. Yeah. So he can just act in lieu of the legislative branch of the government. Yeah. On May 10th, Cornman, this old codger, ordered a deputy to leave his court on May 10th after she refused to share if she was vaccinated. Deputies then brought defendants back to jail during the lunch break without alerting him. <laughs> Following my sanction of requiring a deputy U.S. Marshal to leave the courtroom for violating my order, the U.S. Marshal Service and defendants retaliated by kidnapping criminal defendants who had been ordered to appear before me. Those actions interfered with the administration of justice and were deliberately designed to do so without regard to the defendants' rights and everyone's schedule. I guess they're looking for a confrontation. This sounds like an old guy who has no clout and wants some. You kids, get off my lawn. (laughs) But I saw that. It was just appalling. And he basically said, if you have any issues, you need to figure it out and agree with me that this shot is is necessary and you will be taking it. Yeah. Have you, did you ever think in your lifetime that we would see this kind of a power forcing? I mean, it's one thing because we already have this and this is what no one really wants to admit. We already have a pretty nasty mandatory shot process for children. And it, and the, yeah. they, they require it because of school. So that's how they're getting, oh, gosh, we, you can choose not to, but you can't go to school without it. So there's this thing that you are forced to do already. And no one wants to talk about that. Old Tucker Carlson was railing on this man's forced, you know, this forced shot is my body, my choice. 
Really? With everything? Or is it just this one, Tucker? Let's get it right. Which is it? If you're going to push that narrative, which I don't disagree with for a second, you have to ha- has to go all the way across. You have to. Right. Right. Uh, because essentially, you know, um, the parents have to be the ones that decide what is best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they've taken, when it comes to schools, uh, the minute they created Department of Education and took uh, power out of the the local um, counties and states, uh, that spelled doom. Used to be um, county commissioners would decide curriculum and things like that, but not anymore. So I just have very little uh, faith in all of this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, none. We'll just say it. I'm so, so tired. No, no faith? None. None? Did I say none? I meant none. I think you said, you said none. N- none is what I meant, yep. Did, so none then? I think so. Oh. Uh, is today the one year anniversary of George Floyd being um, uh, dead? At apparently, the hands of I police. like saying the word apparently, too. Apparently, apparently. Um, do, do you recall this? Uh, let me see here. I just, when, when I see this, I want to just scream and yell because it's, ugh, yeah. Anyway, you ready? Are you ready? Okay. Uh-huh. We're sacrificing your... Hello, ready? What? Listen. Thank you, George (laughs) Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. What? Being there to call out to your mom. How how heartbreaking was that? Call out for your mom. I can't breathe, but because of you... Is this Pelosi? Thousands, millions of people around the world who came out for justice... Your name will always be synonymous with justice. And now we have to make sure justice prevails in the sentencing. But that's, you know, that's it's its own procedure. Thank you, Nancy. Can you imagine wow. the gall of some someone, some elite, to say, um, mm-hmm. thank you, George mm-hmm. Floyd, who, according to the courts, was murdered by the cop. Thank you, George Floyd, for giving up your life and for calling out to your mother, I I don't know what to say. You seem exasperated. <laughs> well, it's such arrogance. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the. I mean, yeah. I mean, I obviously. I mean, I think most there aren't. I'm I'm sure there are mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. that are happy that he's dead, but. That's, I think the vast majority of people don't, you know, don't want anything bad to happen to the average person. Mm -hmm. Nobody wishes that this horrible thing happened to the guy. But you can't tell me that this guy didn't bring so much of this on into his own life. Mm. I mean, it seems... It seems absolutely obvious he did. If he hadn't gone down that road continuously, constantly 
doing the things that he did, it never would have come to this point. Now, that's good. I, I like on, you blaming the victim. That's awesome. Good job. Yep. Uh, on on the flip side, I think that uh, the cop didn't do the right thing. Uh, what's his name? Chauvin. Chauvin. Chauvin um, chauvinist. Yeah. Um. So uh, something should have happened to that guy. Um. But consider consider all of the things that brought them to where they mm-hmm. are at. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, this is just a pretext to try to uh, fundamentally transform our society into something horrible, mm-hmm. you know? Holy crap. Top of drudge right now. Ding, 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 ding. Moderna is yeah, 100%. 100% effective yeah. in teens. 100%. How? Because because they've been putting it in teens for such a for years. <laughs> years they've been doing right, this. Right. They have yeah. such a broad mm-hmm. wealth of data that is conclusively proving that there's nothing wrong. Nothing. Of course, especially people. according to Sanford, nothing. It's absolutely one hundred percent. Couple shots mm-hmm. every yep. night. Yep. You know, uh, <laughs> You should probably gargle with it because it'll also take away (laughs) uh, tooth decay and uh, bad grades. But not cancer. We got to get rid of cancer. I thought that's Biden's next step is cancer. How do we do that? Uh, Moderna said Tuesday its COVID-19 vaccine was 100% effective in a study of adolescents ages 12 to 17, making it the second shot behind Pfizer. Now, here's something else that blows my mind. This is the only there's only one. It's the Pfizer shot. That is a jab that's used, uh, that's been authorized for the children's so far. Well, they are lovely doctors from across the way over here that were on their Facebook Live the other day. Uh, they made the claim that, uh, yeah, get your kiddos in here so you can get your shots. Get some kiddos coming in and get your shots. Uh, we got all the vaccines for them. <laughs> really? There's one available so far. Um, Do they have any vaccines that you can vape? Because then you'll get, you know what? That actually would make some sense. You'll you'll get a a different set of clientele in there, and uh, so <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> um, <clears throat> making it this Moderna shot the second shot behind Pfizer uh, to demonstrate high effect <laughs> efficacy in younger age groups. Uh, the company said it plans to ask the, ask the FDA to expand the emergency use of its COVID vaccine for teens early next month. If approved, it would likely dramatically expand the number of shots available to middle and high school students ahead of the next school year. Pfizer and German partner BioNTech were cleared to use the vaccine for... They need to put vaccine in quotes in all these articles. For 12 to 15-year-olds earlier this month. Quote, we are encouraged that mRNA-1273 was highly effective in preventing COVID-19 in adolescence, Moderna CEO Stephane Bansell said in a press release. Quote, we remain committed to doing our part to help end the COVID-19 pandemic. What, what that means is, we. I'm going to translate for you. Ready? We remain committed to doing our part in getting lots and lots of money from governments around the world. That's what that says. Because 
uh, well, I've have heard that the Pfizer shot is costing the federal government $19.50 per dose. So the two of those. The Moderna shot, I've heard, is $30 per uh, per jab. <clears throat> and the Johnson & Johnson shot is apparently $10. And it's only a one-bagger. One and done. Uh, so we're getting Moderna. We're getting the, the spendy one signed up. That one's going to be ready. Yay. Uh, the phase two... Um, and three study the company is citing Tuesday included more than 3,700 adolescents. No cases of COVID were observed in participants who received two doses of the vaccine, while four cases were observed in the placebo group, according to the company. Now, this is where I am no scientist, so I'm clearly just dumb because this doesn't make sense to me. That last thing just said, no cases of, so so we're claiming 100%, ready? 100%. Nobody got Nobody. COVID, none in this group. No significant safety concerns have been identified and side effects generally are consistent with those seen in earlier trial of adults. Uh, the most common side effect are Blood the- Blood clots? <laughs> no, the most common side effects. After the second dose were headache, fatigue, muscle pain, and chills, Minerta said. Uh, the new data comes less than three weeks after the company disclosed in an earnings report, ding, ding, what's that? That early data showed the shot was 96% effective at protecting against COVID in teens ages 12 to 17. That data was based on those who received at least one dose of the vaccine. So you have 100% efficacy if you have two doses, but only 96% if you have one dose? What does that mean? That, that kids with the one second dose increases the efficacy yeah. from 97 to 100. But but you can't get to 100% of the second dosers not having it if you're only at 96% of the one dosers not having it. Well, the they, so they must the, have taken the one dosers that got it. Oh, no, they're in the placebo group. Never mind. Put them in the other group. Or they pulled them out of the of the study. You can't, how, there's no way you can get to 100% if at one shot you only have 96%. Because you're not going to get better. You're not going to stop having the COVID in the 4% that's there, right? Okay, well, it seems to me that what they're saying, if there were 100 people who got the first shot, only three of the hundred people who got the first shot got COVID and they got it before the second shot. The people, and then of the 97 that were left, they got a second shot and none of them got COVID. That's certainly not how they laid it out. They said 3,700 adolescent participants. Well, I know my number was off by, no, no, my, you know, a short... <laughs> 3500 <laughs> but so but they didn't but I mean, they the didn't claim works. at all that um I, I don't know it's just so what that means is they must not have given a second dose to those um in that first if they got it after the first dose they must have stopped they must not have given them a second dose because if they gave them a second dose they did not have 100% after the second dose right 
No, I think what they're saying is that people who got two doses did not catch COVID, when, whereas people who only got one dose, 97% of them didn't catch COVID. And then there's right. a but that means 3% did, 3 or 4% yeah. did. Right, but they wouldn't be counted it because they didn't get a second dose. That it doesn't. It shouldn't matter because the point is we have to see if two doses of this is is effective. Um, so, so they need to extrapolate that and say, okay, here's the group of one dosers, and we didn't give them a second dose because if we'd given them a second dose, they would have had COVID or whatever that word is we're supposed to be using. No, I mean, I okay. No, I am not an apologist for. <laughs> The, the pharmaceutical company, but I think you're but, you're looking at it wrong. Okay, I, I, it, it, help I me out. I I said I'm no scientist. I said I'm probably just a dummy because this doesn't make sense to me. So please enlighten me, David. So when they are doing this study, if you're going to get two shots, mm-hmm. okay, they're doing a study. Mm-hmm. So in the study of the control group, they mm-hmm. give them the first shot. Then they then they follow up to see if there's any side effects, if any of them get sick, if anything happens. And what they it seems to me what they are saying is, lo and behold, of of the people who got the first shot, only three percent in between the first shot and the second shot got another shot, or uh, got COVID. And of all the the people that got both shots, not one of the thirty six hundred or whatever were left uh, got COVID. So, but but that would imply that they stopped. If you got it after the first one, you no, were you were out of the study. Go. Yeah, but they're but and but they're no longer counting them because those people got COVID. So. They they shouldn't be counting them into uh, later on into the study. They'd be disqualified. But but, but it skews the data. Uh, how? Well, because they're claiming like the headline one hundred percent effective. Oh, I, oh no, I I agree with you. I think they they. Th- th- this the is data. dishonest. Say ninety seven percent. That's still a good number. If you're going to make the claim, make it an honest claim. Because you don't cherry pick the data you want. We're only going to do the one, the, the only the two shotters that were clean. We're going to say they were good. Yeah, hundred percent of those. Yep. Is that all of them? Is that thirty-seven hundred people? Is clean, free, and clear? Maybe. Or not. Maybe the jab in uh, children is useless, unless you want to control the population. I didn't say that out loud. No, you didn't say that out loud. No. According to according to old Jeremy something from Sanford, one hundred percent confidence. One hundred percent. Well, good for him. Um That's... what? Confidence is key. <laughs> Apparently Ocasio back to AOC, Ocasio Cortez is seeking a restraining order. Uh, oh, oh sorry, considering the possibility. Against Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hmm. Uh, top Democrats in Congress have discussed whether Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez could seek a restraining order against GOP Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene after the Republicans shouted at her colleague in the Capitol earlier this month. 
I just think we need to ship all these newbies, all of them maybe, in our in our Congress over either to Canada or to England and sit in that House of Commons for a while and listen to them bellow at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then suck it up. I think that'd be great. A spokesperson for Ocasio-Cortez didn't immediately respond to insiders' request to comment on Tuesday. Green has repeatedly targeted her over the last few years. In 19, Green and several of her associates taunted Ocasio-Cortez staffers and vandalized the congresswoman's guest book outside her Capitol office. Well, they're all children. On May 12, the far-right Georgia lawmaker chased Ocasio-Cortez down a hallway as the two left the House chamber and accused her of supporting terrorists and radical socialism. Uh, you don't care about the American people, Green reportedly shouted at Ocasio-Cortez. Why do you support terrorists and Antifa? A spokesperson Ooh. for AOC urged congressional leaders to take real steps to make Congress a safe civil place after the May incident. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the lady who we just heard praise a dead guy who got, according to the, the courts, murdered um, for giving up his life. Um, Pelosi characterized, uh, oh, sorry, behavior from Green that Pelosi characterized as verbal assault and abuse. Well, if AOC <laughs> thought that she has gone to war now, after having to sit in her office after January 6th. She's been, she's a s survivor of war. Because she has, uh, uh, um, what do they call it? PTSD? Who? Isn't that what? Oh, oh, maybe. You think she's a, a sufferer now? I think so. I thought mm. I thought she did have mm. PTSD. Well, sometimes. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, oh, let's see. Did you know that uh, John Cena is fluent in Mandarin? No, I, is I, he I really? Recording. To, apparently he had to apologize because he made the radical claim that Taiwan was a country. <laughs> he had to apologize to the Chinese government and the people. Yeah, and he's a gutless puke. <laughs> he's a big fat wrestler. I mean, a big strong wrestler. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Right here. I'm going to channel my inner Rush Limbaugh. Your formerly <laughs> nicotine-stained fingers. Interim guidance for fully vaccinated individuals. This is from the Oregon Health Authority. This dated May 18th, 2021. Interim guidance. All right. <clears throat> fully vaccinated individuals in Oregon regarding, uh, let's see, that's who it's for. Da, 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 da. Uh, let's go to the proper page. All right. Regardless of requirements in other state guidance related to COVID-19, individuals who are fully vaccinated with proof of vaccination status are not required to wear a mask, face covering, or face shield, or maintain physical distancing, except in healthcare settings, in adult jails and correctional facilities, in youth detention and correctional facilities, in shelters and transitional housing, 
in K-12 schools um, on planes. Wait. Yeah, who, what? Uh, where is this again? Oregon. Comrade Kate Brown. On planes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation traveling into, within, or out of the United States. Uh, in U.S. transportation hubs, in other settings where the owner or operator continues to apply and enforce the mask, face covering, and face shield guidance and physical distancing requirements in state COVID-19 guidance. All businesses, employers, and faith institutions are required to do the following. Continue to apply and enforce the mask face covering and face shield guidance and physical distancing requirements in state COVID-19 guidance to all individuals unless a business, employer, or faith institution one has a policy for checking for proof of vaccination status of individuals, two requests proof of vaccination status from each individual, and three reviews each individual's proof of vaccination prior to entry or admission. A business, employer, or faith institution that has a policy for requesting and checking for proof of vaccination and requests and reviews proof of vaccination may permit fully vaccinated individuals with proof of vaccination to go without a mask, face covering, or face shield. And does not need to enforce physical distancing requirements on such individuals. Businesses, employers, and faith institutions may, at their discretion, continue to apply... Who's that dog barking? Continues to apply and enforce the mask, face covering, and face shield guidance and physical distancing requirements in state COVID-19 guidance to all individuals regardless regardless of vaccination status and must continue to do so if they do not have a policy for checking proof of vaccination or have not reviewed proof of vaccination for an individual or if the individual individual has declined to provide such proof. Hmm. So, uh, no need for a government technically to force you to show your papers. We well, just make seems... the business force you to show your papers. So really, the government is forcing the business to become the Gestapo. Or or what? Huh? I'm sorry. Or what? Is that dog barking again? Uh, Hillary. Um, <laughs> so... I thought it was named something else. <laughs> Charlie wasn't. <laughs> oh, poor dog. <laughs> Got him. <clears throat> so that, yeah. that'll learn him. It will. Um. So, what is the? Um, I mean, do you get a citation if you violate it? Uh, they have a whole list of uh, um, uh, enforcement guidelines that you're supposed to follow. I I didn't read Well, I know that. it's enforcement, but um like what's the uh, penalty? Are, yeah, are police death. officers going to I think to... death. What's that? Fines and death, I think. Huh. Well, good. I mean, that may be a little exaggeration, but I think so. That'll that'll learn them. <laughs> yep. I yeah, I that's that's 
that's crazy. But oh, okay, this, this, I forgot. I, I screenshotted this because it made me mad. Um, I, I'm one thing I'm frustrated with is Instagram used to be uh, a a photo driven platform, which means it was all about pictures, and that's it. Currently, and I'll show this to my camera here. I don't know if you can see it on your camera there. You can't. Can you kind of see that over there? A little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is supposed to be a picture, but no. Thanks to Andrew Yang, it is a dissertation. Um. <clears throat> oh, and apparently it's in regards to a racist cartoon. That's apparently a racist cartoon of Yang. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, there is the president, the current president of these United States, Joseph R. Biden. He says, well, he, I don't think he says it. Someone using the name POTUS on the Facebook, Instagram says, uh, puts up a chart. That is increased job growth under President Biden. And do, do you see that? Um, do you see that graph? It's real close. Yeah. Real close. Yeah. I see. So here's the part that I don't quite get. They're comparing November 2020 to January 21 and February 21 to April 21. Those are the two <laughs> comparison windows. Uh, not 19, like uh, February to April. 19 when it was the standard year uh nope nope we're taking the end of uh a government shutdown economy and apparently there were only 64,000 jobs created per month oh under under stinking donald trump who's apparently horrible he's a job killer miserable but uncle joe biden hood we call him biden hood in his three-month average is 524,000 jobs a month. He is winning. And it says, under President Biden. So three-month average before the Biden-Harris administration uh, was only 64,000. Under Biden-Harris admin, it's 524. So this is evidence that Uncle Joe Biden is the best, the absolute best. Uh, the middle tax, middle class tax cuts that the president is trying to push uh, to make permanent, shall we say? Again, maybe I'm just a dummy. So I need you to help me out, okay? <laughs> if I say I'm going to make something permanent, what does that mean? Um. Well, I'm just you know. Spitballing here. Um, yeah. Just back of the napkin. Oh, I can't. Uh, I'm thinking what? it's making it permanent. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, let's just for fun go see if we can find um the definition of, of permanent. permanent. I, I wanna know what the distinction okay. Lasting or remaining without essential change. Uh, not expected to change in status, condition, or place. Uh, any of several long-lasting hairstyles. Oh, gotcha. Curly perms. All right. So 
if you say permanent, the theory is it's going to be there, yeah, without change. I mean, you know, based upon my understanding of English. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, I again, hijacking the image-driven Instagram with text. Anyway, the president of these United States, Joe R. Bidenhood. Um, <clears throat> Middle-class tax cuts make, these are what they want to do with the American job, American rescue plan. Uh, make the uh, child independent tax credit extension expansion permanent, okay, lasting unchanged. Uh, extend the child tax credit expansion until 2025, and get this, and make it permanently refundable through 2025. That's not permanent. Right. <laughs> Come on. Uh, make the American Rescue Plan's earned income uh, tax credit expansion for childless workers permanent. Uh, lower health insurance costs by 50 bucks a month on average for more than 9 million people. No more, no less. More, more than 9 million. No less. Maybe a little. 9 million one. Uh, so $50 a month. No, that's... lower it by $50. Yeah, that 50. means it's going to cost you four hundred and fifty instead of five hundred bucks, or twelve hundred and fifty instead of thirteen hundred. Now you would be able to go out with one other person one night a month. Nope. To eat, I don't even know if that's possible. Uh, then they have McDonald's in most places. So. Well, and, and then there's this direct support and lower costs for families and children. Okay. Okay. Low- and middle-income families will pay no more than 7% of income on child care for young children. That means everyone is going to have to apply and show proof of income and not be able to make any income. So everyone is going to be on the government dole. That's what they're trying to do with this. They're going to never do such a thing. Oh, no. They're going to phase in 12 weeks of national comprehensive paid family and medical leave. Who's going to cover that cost? $45 billion in nutrition assistance, including summer meals to fight child hunger and improve health. Uh-huh. Improve health with a chicken nugget that you had to fry. Improve health with a packet little mac and cheese. Sorry. That's not improving anyone's health. Oh, it's it's far worse than that yes <laughs> the food mm -hmm. <laughs> um let's see that must be oh all right that's all that <clears throat> there was something else that was bugging me not lots of things have been bugging me lately what i know uh <laughs> According to uh, CNN, uh, the White House on Tuesday, today, touted the U.S. reaching, it's wake, this is too much COVID, but it, the U.S. is reaching a new milestone when it comes to vaccinations. A new milestone. What is, what's, what's a milestone definition? Define a, milestone. I can almost spell milestone. A stone maker set up 
marker set up on a roadside to indicate the distance in miles from a given point. An important event, as in a child's development, the history of a nation, or the advancement of knowledge in a field. Okay. So, we reached a rock marker with 50% of adults becoming fully vaccinated, according to the White House senior COVID-19 advisor, Andy Slavitt. That's an unfortunate last name, Slavitt. Maybe that's why... Oh, okay, nothing. This is a major milestone in our country's vaccination efforts. Uh... Slavitt made an appeal to Americans who remain on the fence about getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Quote, find whatever reason you want to get vaccinated. For those not sure yet, do your homework. Talk to your doctor or your pharmacist. All concerns are reasonable, but do yourself <laughs> a favor. Don't let some guy on Facebook answer your question and with good answers are available. So don't listen to anybody on Facebook. Except me. You sure you want that? <laughs> uh, Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19 was only authorized for younger teens earlier this month. Um, I Okay. This idea that we have uh, hesitancy with shoving medicine in your body. Um, that's not necessarily new, correct? Right. Okay. Um, is it new to have this dramatic of a drive to get yes. people to do this? Yeah. And and yep. uh, when when Donald Trump became president and we're going to wrap in just a second when donald trump became president it it opened the door for verbal abuse by people you don't know and people you do know if you don't think the way they do they could just destroy you like that was that's what happened well i think they've been doing a lot of things the last you know 30 40 years building up to this point laying the groundwork for all this, mm -hmm. you know. So this feels like an extension of that. And, sure. you know, it, it shouldn't, medicine should never be political. And so that to me is the, the, the defining reason why this is political because it's dividing along political lines. Okay. So right. th this is the issue okay. when you say medicine should never be political um, so then medicine should never say anything about um, overeating or smoking or... Well, what do you mean? Is that, that's political? It, is it political? That To me, it, that seems like people could say it's being political, having an opinion about stuff, talking about... It's one thing to talk about the vaccine mm -hmm. and actually believe it. It's another thing to manipulate, to try to um, make to, to lie the number to get yeah, to, to get people to to do what you want to do what you want. Mm -hmm. That that's the biggest issue I have. Uh, I'm not I'm not across the board anti-vaccine. Um, I but when it comes to this one uh 
if if half the people who got it or a third or a tenth of the people who got this disease died, then the lockdown would make sense. Mm-hmm. Then trying some kind of vaccine might make sense. But the way it is, people supposedly dying and then you find out later they had COVID when they hit the semi and therefore mm-hmm. they died of COVID, not because their body went through the windshield and smashed up against the semi, mm. you know, that sort of stuff yeah. that they're manipulating. Um, so I, I think a lot of these doctors who believe in, in this vaccine or, or who, who believe certain things about COVID who aren't thinking necessarily, but just taking what's been told to them and running with it. Um, I think that probably a lot of them have good intentions in pushing and constantly pushing the vaccine. Now at the end of they don't have any other motive other than to try to get this to end mm-hmm. and to keep people from dying. Um, well, what, but, what, what, just a second, what do you mean they don't have any other motive than that? Yeah, I I think the majority of the doctors and stuff that, that push it, like the group that you're talking mm-hmm. about across the border, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that they have stock in a pharmaceutical company uh, or whatever it is. No, but it seems so odd that they appear to not even bother trying to to get actual data they're just parroting what the because, official narrative is yeah but consider a doctor a doctor doesn't do any research on their own a doctor just that takes is ludicrous and then that that is given to them they read studies that's that's all they do i mean they 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 uh, look up to another authority, which is the, uh, you know, the the body of medical knowledge supposedly that's out there, and, F- funded by but, big pharma, and and they're taught to do that from medical school on. When when you if you're a resident out of medical school, you don't you don't question what the chief resident tells you to do. Mm-hmm. You don't question what oh, you've oh, been taught just in medical a, school. Just a second. I thought that's why Chauvin was supposed to question, like the little guy who's not supposed to question. He should have, right? So that well, was a great of, example of them questioning. They're supposed to question. That was a Chauvin. Farker. Well, that was the whole thing. Oh. Is the young officer didn't want to question his trainer, who was Derek Chauvin. Nist. Yeah. Anyway, but he's not a doctor it. either. <laughs> Sorry, it was a bad analogy. I apologize for that one. <laughs> <clears throat> Terrible. So I, I think, I think a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to do this, and I, I, I don't want to do it. Um, okay, but I do it sometimes. Is use a broad brush on people and assume mm. anybody who thinks different than me is they're that way because they're uh, whatever or mm-hmm. they, um, but. For the majority of these people, uh, medical people and, and other otherwise, they believe what they're told. 
And so it makes perfect and total sense to them that, of course, there should be a vaccine passport. Because if we don't have a vaccine passport, anybody could come in. You know, they did a, I I just read this. Uh, They did a study on um, conservatives and liberals. And uh, they asked both um, uh, what, if you catch COVID, what percentage of people that catch COVID are likely to get hospitalized? And the liberals said like 40%. And the conservatives said like 4%. And the conservatives were like, you know, much, much closer than the liberals. Well, the liberals, whoever their authority is, CNN, whatever, NPR, that's their authority. That's where they get all their information. And that's and so they they accept it because that's that's what every time they turn on on the news, they accept it. And it's it's difficult to go down the road of not believing what you're told by the authorities, Mm -hmm. because if they're telling you this, that if they're wrong about this, if they're lying about this, you have demonstrated that they, that they're lying. So they could be lying about anything. Now, the people that, that have come to that conclusion that the powers that be are lying to us and therefore could be lying about anything and everything you don't want to go too far down that road either because then you get to the point of just absolute chaos. Hmm. You can't believe anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is a conspiracy. There's, you know, the the world is flat. You know, the earth is flat. You know, outer space doesn't exist, whatever it is. Um, and then if you show them a video of it, you know, they would say, well, that's obviously been doctored by the Illuminati or whatever. You know, I <laughs> believe in the new Illuminati, I think. I don't know. I'm <laughs> down that road a little bit, but um so so we have it hasn't to be been careful disproven. not to go both ways. Mm. Whereas you you can't distrust everything, but on the other hand, you can't trust everything. Mm-hmm. And um you have to you have to you have to be careful either way, in my opinion. Well that's but of what course we maybe that's what the Illuminati told me to tell you. Ooh. It's very possible. This is the David Allen Show. It, uh, strangely, a COVID episode. Um, or do we call it manipulation? COVID-19. It's the manipulation episode. Did you know that COVID is not the virus? It's the disease. The the virus is SARS. (laughs) COVID-2. And there was SARS back in the early 2000s. And after however many, you know, 15 years or whatever, the people that caught it, they still have immunity to it. And that's after 15 years. You know, I actually heard, uh, according to Adam Curry, who had SARS, mm-hmm. um, there, are, there are some studies that say their immunity is insane against this thing. Sure. Which kind of makes some sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. All right. DavidAllenShow.com is our website. Uh, on the Gmails, DavidAllenShow at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to send us uh, some cash, we won't say no. Um, the uh, uh, If you go to DavidAllenShow.com. I'll um, say no. Just I'm, give I'm it sorry. to Alan. Oh, perfect. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a donate button on there. You can help us out. 
we would appreciate it. Uh, or just tell your friends. That's the other way. Get Again, the, not share us, this out. <laughs> share this out to all of your friend. And uh, just we'll say, be give there. me money. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, any last thoughts? Uh, I wouldn't take the shot. Hmm. Well, me neither. And I won't. Right. Uh, I have decided that it will be at the f uh, point of a gun, possibly with lead coming out of it, for that to happen. Hmm. At this so point. So then you'd have to be for They'd have to hold you down. They'd have to. Basically, what no. you're sleeping, <laughs> flashbang, they come in, they uh, flex cuff you, put a bag over your head, take you out. Uh, you go unconscious. No, see, you wake no. wake up on a table with a bright light in your yeah. eyes. And then you feel a sting in your arm, and then they release you back into the wild. That's no, the only way that no, you would. No, and then they zip the bag back up. Oh, because they're killing you. <laughs> they already with did. The vaccine. Well, with then with why the give lead. You the vaccine? That doesn't make any sense. With <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> and there it is, DavidAllenShow.com. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. Uh, it's fun, as always. Hoodles. Ta ta. TTFN. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs>